0: Welcome to Truth in the Word with Pastor Jim Newsom. Join us today as we allow the Word of God to be a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. Now, here's your host, Pastor Jim Newsom. Yes, good evening. This is Pastor Jim News, and this is Truth and Word on Biblical News Report Talk Radio. It's the 13th day of January 2020, broadcasting you today from wild and wonderful north central West Virginia. I'm going to go today to the back to the book of John, I'm going to finish up hopefully the 12th chapter today, uh, talking about the claims. That Jesus made, who He said He was, and uh, the bottom line is, do you believe what Jesus or who Jesus said He was? The Bible says that uh, the only way to the Father is through Jesus Christ, who is a God the Father, the Almighty, and of course, leading up to this time, the the quote unquote re re. re Religious people, were sects, most of the the Pharisees and the uh, Sadducees, um, said he was a madman. That uh, who he claimed to be was not, you know, despite all the great miracles, the uh, uh, the casting out the unclean spirits, the healing of the, the blinded eyes, making the lame walk, even raising the dead in the, in the uh, story with the truth of Lazarus. And he was uh, messing up their parade. He was destroying their philosophy, okay? Um, they had a good thing going. They were in charge of the temple, uh, even under Roman rule they had a certain lead way to do things and um, they enjoyed their prominence. Uh, the Bible says they, uh, they wore their, what they called phylacteries, which is a chess piece they wore with all the jewels of the 12 tribes of Israel and they were very, very prideful. Um, the Word of God says if we are prideful, He says that um, we are setting ourselves up for destruction. Uh, A haughty spirit, he says, goes before a fall. Uh, The Bible says, humble yourself before God, and in due time you'll be exalted. A broken and a contrite spirit is the only spirit, according to the Word of God, that God Almighty will receive. He can never move or help anybody that comes with the spirit of pride, which is companies uh, most of the time a, uh, a know-it-all, a arrogant, uh, condescending type of a spirit, a uh, an entitlement that they're supposed to police all the church world and everybody that's under them and, and there's nobody as good as they are just ask them Where, as the Pharisee prayed in the temple and said Lord I thank you that I'm not like this uh, publican or this tax collector and the word of God says the tax collector be on his chest and say God be, be merciful unto me a sinner That should be our stance. That should be our posture. It's forever knowing who and what sets us free from sin. And nobody knows it all. (laughs) And the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. So we're going to find out today. And from verse 44 to verse 50, um, Jesus claiming or a summary of his claims of who he is. And in my Bible, it's all in red, so it's all Jesus speaking. Like I said, this is leading up, but not too too far ahead is the crucifixion, and uh, where he will give his life and lay down his life and Of course, take it back up again for the entirety of the world, for every man, for every nation, for every kindred, for every tongue. And he's the Savior. He's the Messiah. He's Emmanuel, God with us, the word that became flesh. And this is the purpose of this broadcast is to always lift up the name of Jesus Christ. Never a man, never a church, never a denomination. Never a movement. We need the movements to be of the Holy Ghost and not fly by nights. Uh, And I believe there's coming a real move of God in these last days to those that are hungering and thirst after righteousness. And there again, that takes personal inventory. How hungry are you? Are you like the psalmist David who said... Like a heart or a deer that pants after water, so does my soul pant after you. How hungry are we for the things of God? I'm not talking about religion or social gatherings. Um, I'm not talking about church cliques. I'm talking about a move of God. I'm talking about people that are hungry that are willing to humble themselves before an Almighty God that's willing to actually do what the scriptures say and confess our sins. as Daniel did, he confessed his sins and his, and his nation's sins. as they was getting ready to be released from the captivity, he said, "We have sinned against you." God had every right to do what he did. They went into captivity. they was warned by Jeremiah especially you're going to go into captivity for 70 years. And, and the false prophets coming to the temple were amongst the leaders and say, no, he was wrong. It's going to be one year, two years. And they would mock him by taking yokes and putting on their back and allowing and, and, and these yokes to be broke. And, and uh, the poor man got thrown in mud bogs and disowned and talked about and, and persecuted for the prophecy that God had given him. But what he said was truth. What he said was true. Never had not one convert. Wanted to quit. But the Bible says, he said it's like fire. In other words, the word that God had given him was like fire shut up in his bones. In other words, it had to be released. It wasn't, well, I think I'm going to do it. I. I believe I'm going to obey God today. You know, it's not really important if I obey the Lord. It's not really important if I speak what thus saith the Lord. No, it was a mandate. It pushed him. It gathered in him. It burst forth from him. That's the office of the prophet. That they were not out to please men. And the office of the prophet is one of the five Old ministry uh, offices according to the Word of God. So that means that uh, that particular office is very well enforced today. But not everybody that says they're a prophet is a prophet. Matter of fact, Jesus warned that there would be many in the days in which we are living false prophets. He said that they would come to the house of God and they would be wolves in sheep's clothing, cloaked with deception, cloaked with a good word, a uh, soft word, a word that uh, uh, is pleasing to the carnal palate, if I might use that term, of, of individuals. In other words, with a word of, well, things are really going to work out for you. And you're going to inherit this or prosper in this area, or you know everybody worried about uh gaining in this life, and the Bible says, "I would that you'd prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers, even as your soul prospers, but the Bible says, "What if you gain this whole world and lose your soul so Jeremiah gave a hard word, and it come to pass, and Daniel was praying at the end of that and was repenting before they went back to the holy city, which was in ruins, which God would reestablish, and restore what the cankerworm, what the palmer one, what the caterpillar had eaten. God is the one that restores, but restoration only comes after repentance. God doesn't owe you or me anything. God will go by his word. He's a sovereign, almighty God, and he does what he sees fit. And when he sees fit, he'll always, 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 always move according to this leather-bound book I'm holding in my hand to fulfill it. So we're going to talk about Christ today and the claims that he makes from verse 44 to 50 of John chapter 12. Father, we ask you to bless your word, and Lord, you said it will go forth and do that which you sent it to do, and we ask you today in the name of Jesus, you see every situation, you see every circumstance, you see every problem, you see every struggle, you see every individual that's crying out to you today with their heart, we ask you, Lord, to minister to them in the name of Jesus Christ. We ask you to save souls. We ask you to bring deliverance, to heal bodies, heal broken minds and broken spirits. Those with the poor and a contrite spirit that's broken today, we ask you to lift them up and set their feet back on solid ground. Lord, there's nothing too hard for you because you did send your word, the Logos, being Jesus Christ, and you healed us. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So Jesus, the word of God says in uh, <clears throat> John 12, verse 44, and Jesus cried. And that word there means he actually screamed or shrieked to exclaim, to get someone's attention, to be a herald, so to speak. In other words, he had something very Very important to say. And he said, he, now listen. He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. I want to go back to Matthew 16. We have covered this many times. I feel we need to do it again today. And Peter's confession Of who Jesus Christ was. Or is. And this is Matthew 16 verse 13. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples saying. Whom do men. Say that I. Listen what he says. The son of man am. Or who am I? Who do men say that I am? And he calls himself the son of man. Which is the same uh, language that a man named Nebuchadnezzar used when the three Hebrew boys were dancing around in the fiery furnace after God delivered them after seeing the fourth man. And he says, how many did we put in there? They said, we put in three. He says, well, I see four. I see the three Hebrew boys and I see one that looks like the son of man, which is Jesus Christ. This was a appearance of him in the Old Testament economy. And the Bible says they were loosed in the furnace, loosed, <laughs> not even the smell of smoke upon. Him. So get your eyes upon Jesus today and, 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 and put your faith in him. Faith in everything else would just collapse. Faith in this world system and governments and men, Even church men, church women, denominations, churches, people, people. Get your eyes on Jesus Christ today. He's the only one that will not fail you. He's the only one that will not leave you. So he says, who do men say that I, the son of man, am, that I'm the son of God? And they said, some say thou art John the Baptist. Okay. Some say Elijah. Others say Jeremiah. Or one of the prophets. And then he asked another question. He said unto them, but whom say ye that I am? Who do you say that I am? You're the one who walks with me, that talks with me, that's been around me. Do you know who I am? Do you have a relationship with me that my identity is not hidden from you? How many people know church and church etiquette and church protocol, and how we should do things and structures and and all these kind of things, but uh, uh, but how many people that sit in church pews in America or across the world actually know Jesus Christ? You say, well, maybe that's not a fair question. Why isn't it? The Bible says to search out your own salvation with trembling and with fear. The worst deception is self-deception. Okay? It's not following the words of a man that's going to, of a man that's going to save you. it's following the words of Jesus Christ. What did he say to do? Call upon me, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Repent, repent. That's the key. Repent. Make a conscious decision to turn and go in another direction. Denounce every bit of evil we've ever done and declare in your heart. And invite Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life. The, Bible, the word of God says, given yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable for God, which is your reasonable service. So he asked the question, who do you say that I am? In verse 16 of chapter 16 of Matthew, and Simon Peter answered and said, thou art the Christ or the anointed one, the son of, Of the living God. That's a very, very, very strong statement. So we ask the question today. The question needs to be asked to me and you. Who do we say that Jesus Christ is? If you went down the streets and you uh, uh, took a poll, and how many people do do you know about Jesus Christ? Do you know? Who he is he'd probably get a uh, you know a uh, a a lot of answers and a lot of them would be you yeah, well I heard he was a good man, okay I heard he was a prophet both of those things are correct he was a good man he was a prophet he is a prophet the greatest prophet that ever lived is Jesus Christ and then we cast him off into some uh, pool of many, many men or great men, as we declare, who's great, who's not. and uh, He was a good teacher. Yeah. How many people say, well, he was the son of God. He was the son of God. And the Bible says if we don't receive him as the son of God then we haven't really received him for God so loved the world he gave his what only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life he said thou art the Christ the son of uh, listen now listen listen the living God, not the unknown God that Paul talked about. The statue that was made when he was uh, teaching or preaching amongst the Gentiles. He said, "I found a statue." At least this was in Athens. He said, "I found a statue that said to the unknown God." In other words, you know, they had their gods named, and then just in case they missed one. Okay, so. To clear things up, he's not one of many. He is the one. (laughs) He's the one that before too long that the Bible declares that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the only one that can save your soul, can heal your body, can touch your mind, can make a way where there is no way. He's that the one that allowed at his death and his resurrection a total pass into the Holy of Holies because the veil was ripped from top to bottom. And the Bible declares you can't come before God for the mercy seat without blood. And he put his blood, the Bible says, on the mercy seat in heaven the Passover blood. So he died. For men's sins. The Bible says he died to defeat every principality and every power to put them to an open shame. And in this day and age, in 2020, things are ramping up if you haven't noticed. How much longer do we have? I don't know. I don't know. But the signs of the times are upon us. We see. Volcanoes and earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes and outlandish weather patterns. It's just crazy. Well, the Bible talks about, Jesus said in Matthew 24, this is just the beginning of sorrows or of the world travailing, birth pangs. And according to Scripture, That's what we need to go by. That they're going to increase and increase and increase up to the coming of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. When you see these things come to pass, look up for your redemption draweth nigh. Then Jesus answered Peter and said to him, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah, for flesh and blood have not revealed the Son of the Now listen, there's a connection here, but my Father and the Holy Ghost, which is in heaven. So who gives revelation? The Holy Spirit. The Spirit of truth. Which in a few chapters we're going to talk about how he said, I will send you back the Spirit of truth. Verse 18 of Matthew 16, And I say also unto thee, Thou art, Peter, upon this rock, Petra, a little rock, I will build my church, my body, my bride. Of course, we know the Greek word is ekklesia, the called out ones. Okay, It means a group of people called out for a certain appointment. This, In this case, it means the church of the living God. And the gates, listen to what he says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You can do study on Caesarea Philippi. And many believe that that's where he was sitting, at the gates of hell, at the foot of Mount Hermon. Okay, study that. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Because they won't try to come against it. It doesn't say that the church is not going to be embattled or persecuted or tried and have tribulation, which we are promised all that. We're just not promised wrath. So it's time to put you on the whole armor of God. It's time to get the Word of God in your heart and into your life. It's time that the Word rules your mind and rules your spirit. It's time that you throw every other uh, talking head to the side. And start listening to what thus saith the Lord and rightly divide the word of truth. Because the Bible says deception is running rampant in this day in which we live. And it is. Take heed, Jesus said, that no man deceive you. Verse 19 I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom, okay, of heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loose in heaven then charge his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus Christ that would give me an opportunity to experience for their self so we fast forward to John here we see still just a few back in verse 42 of, of, of chapter 12 nevertheless among the chief rulers also, many bleed on him, and because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. We talked about that last time, okay? But the Bible says, to fear not man that can destroy the body, but to fear God who can destroy both body and soul and cast it into hell. That's what the word says, Okay? where well, they loved the praise verse 43 they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God they were men pleasers okay and in that particular realm it was uh, who could climb up the religious ladder as who climb up the political ladder and even in the church world who could climb up you know for position and, and names and, and uh, titles and on and on and on. When the remnant church, the called out church, the church without spot and a wrinkle will name the name of Jesus. Paul said if you preach any other gospel except Jesus Christ and him crucified, let that man or woman be accursed. So he said, he that believeth on me, back to verse 44, chapter 12, John, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. This Philip said, show us the Father. And he said, how long have I been with you that you cannot see the Father in me? For I, when you look at me, you're looking at the Father. And he was God. He was he was God incarnate. He came to earth, John one fourteen, and the Word became flesh. He put on man. He who knew no sin became sin. So this is his last discourse to the people, and it claims the absolute necessity that you've got to believe that Jesus Christ is God he was all man and all God Jesus Christ wasn't born he was from the beginning I am that I am in the beginning God Elohim the the triune the father the son and the Holy Spirit and the the Bible even names his as the creator all things was made by him and for him and he's also the the judge that's going to judge the world. Both. Church and the world. The judgment seat of Christ, the bema seat, and also the white throne. The white throne we don't want to be at. So he's God manifest in the flesh. Therefore, he is, listen now, the savior of all mankind. We are born eternal spirits. We're going to live somewhere forever. We see in Genesis where God bent over this mound of clay that he formed Adam, and the Bible says he breathed the rock, the breath of God into Adam, making him a living soul and an eternal soul. That means from the moment of conception, we are eternal beings. Even if a baby is aborted, they're going to go to be with the Lord. According to what the scripture said, I believe what the word of God says. It's not what man says we are. It's what God says we are. John twelve forty five. And he that seeth me, see if him has sent me. So you! He said, "You're looking at God. <clears throat> when you look at me, you're looking at God." Now, he right here, he's claiming, as he did amongst the Pharisees, "I'm God." He made him mad when he says, before Abraham was I am, that Abraham knew me and knew who I am and sought me. You say you know him, but yet you don't know me. John 12, 46, I am come, listen now, a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness okay so we're looking around the world today and we see darkness because of a god of this world who is for a period and a time and a stretch here is Satan, is of course and the god of this world had blinded the minds of the people that they might not receive the truth which is Jesus Christ And it says, if you believe on me, that we do not have to abide in darkness. There's a light, okay, that lights our footsteps. The Word of God lights our footsteps, shines our path, tells us which direction to go. And the Bible even calls the church the light of the world. He says, but if we hide our light under a bushel, then no one can see it. So we are to be the mandated church that preaches the good news that... I was given the great commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel, the good news. And the gospel is Jesus Christ and him crucified and everything that follows after that. All the gifts, all the offices, all the manifestations, all the prophecies, all the promises are yea and amen. But they're yea and amen only through Jesus Christ. He was God's plan from the foundation of the world. The Bible says he was crucified from the foundation of the world. And Genesis 3.15 was the first prophecy. I will put or hostility between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. He says we don't have to abide in darkness. Now that's the word of God. That's the word of God. If you believe on the name of Jesus Christ he says you don't have to abide in darkness. Luke, Luke 5 32 says I came not to call the righteous but sinners to repentance to be a light unto those that are struggling to those that are looking for a way out so to speak a a point of deliverance a hope and the only hope that there is it's not in the council of the world. It's not in the governments of men. My Bible tells me that the end of this age that the kings of this world shall become the kingdom of God and his Christ. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners should repentance. John twelve forty seven. And if any man hear my words, if very Two letters, but very important. If any man hear my words and believe not, listen now. And believe not. I judge him not, for I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. In other words, he said, I don't judge you now. Hmm. He's not pronouncing sentence now. He's come to be a savior. And he's talking about from the time that the church was birthed on the day of Pentecost, the New Testament church, under the the everlasting covenant of the New Testament, which is the blood of Jesus Christ, that grace and mercy has followed all through these years, and is even right now available. Grace and mercy, forgiveness of sins. A new beginning in Jesus Christ and only in Jesus Christ. That's his stance now. That's his his position now as the Savior, the Savior, the Savior. But at the end of this age, what I read after the rapture of the church, and follows the seven-year tribulation, and then he becomes the judge. He becomes the great seal opener, the only one that's worthy, by the way. Revelation 5. John twelve forty-eight. Listen now, listen. Listen, very important here. Do you believe the claims of Jesus Christ today? He that rejecteth me, listen, And receiveth not my words, hath one that judgeth him the word that I have spoken. The same shall judge him in the last day, which is actually himself. He is the word, the logos. But the word he's spoken, that whenever it passes away, that'll be fulfilled. That won't come back void, but do what he sent it to do. He's declaring here in these words that I'm the way, I'm the truth, and I'm the life, and no man comes to the Father except it be through me. And if you don't receive it, maybe not today, but there's coming a time when you will be judged for your rejection. That's all of us. We have a choice. We're free moral agents. Choose you this day whom you will serve. Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will praise the Lord. And I just want to throw this in. He's the answer to your situation today. He can save your soul, heal your body, touch your mind, give you hope, lift that burden off of you. He can do these things. But you've got to make the first step and receive him as Savior of your life. And make him, I'm going to talk about just, just glancing off of him a church service and maybe... Getting a little doodad, and feeling a goosebump here. I'm talking about knowing him. Paul said in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Paul was not afraid to die. He pinned the words in First Corinthians chapter fifteen. He said, he said, he said, death where is I sting. O grave, where is thy victory? He says the last day will come, the day of judgment. Okay, so when's the last day going to be? Well, for many, it's already been the last day, the day they die. The day that this body gives out and the eternal spirit goes to be somewhere. Now, Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, and that's only those who are in Christ, according to what the word of God says. Okay, so the moment that we leave this body, the moment that the death of this body takes place, then our fate is sealed. Our destination has already been determined by the decisions that we had made before our death. So I ask you today, as you're living and you're breathing, have you accepted Jesus Christ? He said, if you don't, at your last day or the day of judgment, whatever it might be, And everything's sealed there's no chance to go back and do it again there's no do-overs for you golfers and no mulligans it's pretty pretty important stuff here of what he said here you know and there again well it's just in a book well it's in an inspired book it's in red in my King James Bible And it says what it says, and these are the words of Jesus Christ. Well, that's up for debate. Debate it all you want, but it doesn't take away from what it says. Rightly dividing the word of truth—that's pretty, pretty, pretty stuff. I'm gonna judge you now, but you're gonna be judged at the last day. I said your last day could be the day that you die, or actually is the day that you die. And if we live, if some of us live on into the uh, the time of judgment, then it's going to be them. There will be there will be people that go into the tribulation period. According to what the word of God says. And many of them, according to what the word of God says, will go in with, with the hardened heart against against God's plan, against God's new Son. And the Bible says wrath is going to be poured out. John twelve forty nine, for I have not spoken of myself but of the Father. Which sent me, listen, he gave me a commandment <laughs> what I should say and what I should speak. So, these are not the words of, of, of himself, these are words of the Father. This is the triune united Godhead speaking. They showed up at his baptism. God the Father said, I'm well pleased. God the Son was being baptized. The Holy Ghost fell in the form of a dove. On the Mount of Transfiguration, the same the same showed up. The Trinity, the triune God. So, we decide if these words are true or not. You've got to make up your own mind is Christ truly what he says he is or who he says he is who he claimed to be. Verse 50. For I know that his commandment, listen now, his commandment, who commanded Christ to leave the throne of glory, who commissioned him to leave, who incarnated him, God the Father, which is Christ as God himself. And I know that his commandment is, listen now, life everlasting, okay? Now, when we, we use that term, that means in Christ, zoe, a God kind of life. I told you that people are going to exist forever somewhere. Well, the Bible says if we exist outside of Christ, then we have been hurt by what the Bible calls the second death. Whosoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. So we're going to be judged by the words of Jesus Christ. Judged by his doctrine, his substance, every word that he says and who he says and what what he claims and proclaims. Do you receive it today? Do you receive it? Who do men say that I am? I'm sure if you've been in this world any any amount of time, there's been a, a lot of opinions of who Jesus Christ is. Well, he's this or he's that. But let me tell you who he is. According to scripture, he's the son of the living God. He came for a purpose. He was born. He lived. And he died on a cross. Wiping away and giving us a clean slate, forgiving every sin, giving us newness of life. On the third day, he was resurrected by the quickening spirit of an almighty God, the same spirit that dwells in me and you, the same spirit that dwells in Jesus Christ, if you're a child of God. And the Bible says he ascended into heaven and sitting at the right hand of the Father. And the angel of the Lord said, you men, why do you see, why do you stare up this same Jesus which you Which you see ascending in like manner will descend. So the Bible declares that he's coming back. There's a change coming to this world and to this world system. I'll close you the scripture. For the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of God and his Christ. So the ball's in your court. Well, I've been in church for 35 years. Okay, that's good. But do you know Jesus Christ? I shook the preacher's hand. That's all well and good. Do you know Jesus Christ? I was baptized. That's all well and good. Do you know Jesus Christ? I joined the church. All well and good. Do you know Jesus Christ? Have you received him into your heart, into your life? This is nothing mechanical. This is nothing of uh, fleshly. This is all of spirit. That which is spirit is spirit, that which is flesh is flesh. Jesus told Nicodemus, she must be born from above. Has nothing to do with the natural birth, has everything to do with the spiritual birth. Behold, I make all things new. The old man doesn't live anymore. See, this is reconciliation from man back to God. The breach has been repaired, and he's the only one that can repair that breach. Until you receive him, then you are, are actually, what the Bible says, an enemy of God. The world, the Bible says, in, is enemy or an enemy or hostility towards God Almighty, and that, that's just the way it is, and especially towards His Son, Jesus Christ. He's the soon-coming King. <laughs> Everything you see happening, the 24 hours news cycle, there's no lack of news anymore. Things are ramping up. The birth pangs certainly have began and are increasing every day. This is just the beginning of sorrows. Jesus said that the word sorrows means birth pangs, travail. All the creation groans, probably Paul wrote in Romans, for what is coming. That's why everything's out of balance, so to speak why so people are shaking their heads. I hear them say every day, this world is absolutely going crazy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. In the last days shall be peerless times. Men will deceive and be deceived. Hmm? Many false prophets, many familiar spirits. It's a very, very, a very, a very crucial time, but yet a time that if you call upon the name of the Lord, he'll seal you with the Holy Ghost of promise. (laughs) He'll grow you. He'll help you. He'll give you strength where you don't have strength. He'll give you power where you don't have power. Receive him. Confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. Make a conscious decision, as I said before, to repent. Tell him you're sorry. And denounce all past affiliation and all past sins. And he'll wipe the slate clean. And from where you walk there, he'll give you power to walk in, in what the Bible calls newness of life. Behold, old things pass away, and all things are made new. And it during his passion, he took stripes on his back, but you might be healed. He was chastised for our peace of mind. He was bruised for our iniquities. He says that the same shall judge him or us in the last day. It's appointed unto man once to die. Then the judgment, that's the curse of the fall. We live in a very, very fallen world. Well, that's more, but no, that's truth. That's truth. Where we're at. But Jesus is the light of the world. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And the spirit will take the blinders off of us and let us see clearer than we've ever seen. Just call on his name today. If you already know him and you need healed, believe him today for your healing. You do you know what I'm going through. No, I don't. But the Bible says he is touched with your infirmities. He's forever sitting by the Father's right hand, making intercession for us. Do you know him today? And the song says, please don't turn him away. Just pray for a greater desire that you want to get closer to him than you've ever been. I tell you, man, we need him so much. We need him. Paul said, I'm persuaded that which I committed unto him is able to keep against that day. That nothing by no means will pluck us out of his hand. That he'll keep us. Read John 17. Read the Lord's Prayer. Read it. How those that have accepted him, how he's going to keep them even in hard times, even in, in, uh, in uh, peerless times, as the Bible says, or fierce times, through, through um, the Bible says, manifold temptations. He'll keep us. Precious Heavenly Father, we thank you today for your word. We thank you today for what you've done. and We ask you, Lord, to every individual that hears this word today, that won't come back void, will do in their life what needs to be done. Jesus, we lift you up. You said, if we lift you up, you'll draw all men unto you. We give you glory. We recognize you for who you are. You're the soon-coming King of kings and the Lord of lords. And we believe every word this Bible says. We take nothing from, we add nothing to. For it is your word, infallible word of God. And you sent your word and you healed us. And you said, healing is the children's bread. So by your stripes today, whoever hears us and seeking healing in their body, Father, let them be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. We plead the blood over their lives. We plead the blood over their minds. We plead the blood over their situations. And let them, let them be a great testimony of how you delivered them, how you set them free, and let them ever lift you up and give you praise and give you honor and give you glory. Thank you today, Lord, for all things. In Jesus' holy and righteous name we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you next time.